Welcome back to the Innovations at Research Park podcast. Tune into our show to hear insightful conversations on what innovations Research Park students, companies, and alumni are creating. I'm your host, Tamia Shah, and as 2022 wraps up, we wanted to hear from some outstanding students that made this quite another great year for Research Park. First up is David Ann. David is a senior studying mathematics, and this summer he was a data scientist intern at Amarin's Innovation Center in the Research Park, where he was also a winner of the Research Park's Outstanding Undergraduate Intern Award. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Tanmay. So congrats on the Intern Award. I mean, obviously, it seems like you, you greatly enjoyed working at Research Park for your peers to nominate you. And, um, you know, I, the first question I have for you is, what was your perception of Research Park before you joined? And how was that either, you know, reinforced or changed after your few months of being there as an intern? So I think that before I came to Research Park, it was this thing it was this thing that allowed a lot of like-minded peers to uh, get in one place, toss ideas around and just work in an environment that was right on campus, which was a really big drawing point. In fact, visiting campus, this was actually one of the reasons why I chose the University of Illinois, which was Research Park. And I think working there throughout the fall, winter semesters, as well as a full-time internship during the summer, it actually reinforced my perception of Research Park as well. I think that being involved in all the weekly activities, actually talking to different interns within different companies has allowed me to actually see all of that idea throwing around in action. Yeah. So you mentioned that you were a full-time intern this summer, as I mentioned in the intro as well. Can you dive into what project you worked on and, and really what was the impact that you were able to make through that project? So I think I worked on two different projects during the duration of the summer. So one of them was related to energy disaggregation and EV load charging. And the other one was related to um, gas usage forecasting. So both of those have pretty big implications within the energy industry itself. As you know, Amarin's one of the largest suppliers of electric and gas utilities within the Midwest. So what my projects basically entailed were on EV on the EV analysis project, we basically took a bunch of different meter readings and tried to see which houses had EV cars and predict based off of that. By doing that, we're able to do a lot of things with it. One of them being alleviating smart alleviating the grid during certain periods of charging and make sure that the people charging their EV cars don't overload the grid at that time. Another project that I worked on was the gas forecasting project. So essentially what this project was, was we wanted to forecast gas on different levels. So we had meter level, then we had the system-wide level, and then we had different sections between that. So we wanted a more granular and accurate forecasting in order to help gauge demand and just go from there. Interesting. So you were definitely very busy. You had two projects going on at the same time. Talk to me about some of those other aspects, you know, non-technical aspects that you learned throughout the summer, whether it's time management or leading others. So I think besides the non-technical parts of it, I did learn a lot of living by myself. Um, this was the first summer I was actually living away from my home in Pennsylvania. So that was a bit of a learning curve there. Another thing I learned was um, teamwork as well as being able to talk with people my senior. So 
over the summer, I was the project lead for both projects. So I had to act sort of like the bridge between my team members, as well as between the um, project supervisor who was at, who was a full-timer at Amran. So it was kind of a learning curve to be able to communicate between both parties effectively to get things done. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw an article from, I think, believe it was your intern manager, intern mentor, James. Uh, and he mentioned that you're an intern who really needs no introduction. And you just had such a, a positive drive and tenacity and kind of endless energy to grow and help others grow. And I'm curious, you know, this seems to be obviously a very common thread amongst the successful students that go through Research Park and through the university. Um, what is it you think that that makes you tick that way? Is, is there something inherently in your nature or something that you've uh, kind of trained yourself to be uh, operating in that regard? You know, what is it that makes you kind of have that infectious kind of energy? I feel like it comes down to both internally and externally. I think one of the external reasons was over the summer, um, the the people who were mainly involved in helping run the eye center, James, um, Kevin, Shill, as well as the IOPS team, they all created a bunch of great activities for us to, one, be able to bond as a team and work together more efficiently, as well as just letting us de-stress and not get too focused on that work. So them creating such a awesome environment to work and I think contributed a lot to it and made me always look forward to coming into work every day. And I think internally, it's just, I just enjoy doing what I do, basically. Um, wherever there is, I always try to take it and do it one step above and deliver results to the best of my ability. Yeah, I think it can definitely be daunting for especially students uh, jumping into a corporate environment for them to see such a large scale project be put in front of them and for them to break that down into uh, bite sized pieces and really understand what needs to go into each piece so that the end result can be achieved. And obviously, through the classroom, I'm sure you've gained many skills that have helped you um, in your internship. But I think a more pertinent question I have is, how do you think the internship itself, being in that corporate environment, being amongst people, your senior, how do you think that benefited you in the classroom? Hmm. I think from my summer experience there, learning a lot, learning and practicing a lot of traits such as teamwork, leadership, and as well as things such as technical design and different methodologies such as agile and everything related to that, it's allowed me to transition it over into um, the classroom. So for some CS classes, there's projects and we're able to, we have to create these different like stepping stones and I'm able to apply what I learned over the summer with agile methodology and sprints and apply it to there. Okay, very nice. So I want to jump back to the projects you mentioned, the two projects you were leading this summer. Uh, the one was the gas forecasting and the second was the uh, EV analysis. During the time that you were working on these two projects, what do you think was maybe the hardest obstacle you had to overcome or something that you, you thought really couldn't be done and you somehow managed to do it? Um, I think one of them was especially just like governing clean data. Uh, since we're working from like the data science perspective, most of our work and results are driven by the presence of having a data set there. And I think that sometimes one of the biggest challenges is if you don't have a data set to do a problem on, but you want to approach this problem, 
then your best way is to go manually find and create that data set. So throughout the process of the first few weeks, I learned how to go through like um, production databases, pull together my own data sets and best practices for data engineering. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a skill. I think, you know, when we talk about data science, data cleansing and data preparation is definitely a, a huge component of that. And I think it's important for, for people who are interested in this kind of role to understand that aspect. So any, do you have any kind of memorable stories that you want to share from the summer? I'm sure it's, it sounds like you've been very busy. So something that maybe stands out to you that, that was a fun uh, moment or something that, that you took away that, that really left you, uh, you know, feeling, feeling happy about, about your experience. Um, I think I had a lot of memorable things throughout the summer. I think, um, a lot of it comes down to one, like the social aspect that research park has worked to create within that whole community. I know the fire at fives were really nice to attend. I really enjoyed those as well as just the weekly, um, weekly like sessions held by enterprise works. So I met a lot of different people through there as well as learning a lot of life skills. One of the most important ones that I believe was valuable to me was the credit session where they brought in people from the UFI credit union to talk about credit scores and personal financing. So I thought that was really useful to me. On the more fun side things, um, one of my another memorable memory was playing the last game of softball, um, playing the last game of softball during the softball tournament over the summer where Amron was crowned as the champion that summer. Another cool thing we did over the summer was visit the TAC, also known as the Technology Application Center. It is a small center right by Research Park run by Amron, where they do all sorts of cool testing on new and potential products. So we were able to go in and see things from like a windmill to generators to just different facilities and things related to the energy industry. So I thought that was really cool to be act to actually see what powers our houses and lights every day. Awesome. And I think Amarin is, as you said, one of the largest energy suppliers in the Midwest. So I'm sure they have a lot of these kinds of R&D projects going on that aren't released to, you know, everyday consumers. Um, what is it about Amarin specifically that drew you to working there? I think it was just because of our dependence on energy, how like everybody has some sort of lights they turn on. I thought it would be really cool. And this drew me there too, was that to see what exactly goes on when you turn on a light switch? How does the energy or electricity travel from the producer all the way to our house and be able to perform data science on that to help optimize and improve those processes? So speaking of these experiences that students had uh, outside of just their, their work projects, uh, I'm sure many of the students listening, especially you know first, second year students, they are somewhat hesitant to apply for internships at Research Park, thinking that they don't have enough experience or they don't have the ability to navigate in a corporate environment. From your experience, what advice would you offer to these kinds of students who are hesitant to even apply? So I would say that there's no harm in applying because if even even if you apply, you have some percent of chance of getting it. But if you don't apply, you have 0% of chance of getting it. And in that sense, some percent is better than 0%. But 
something that's more important is that throughout the application process, you learn a lot too. After a few, you start getting into the hang of different things. Then you realize, oh, I can use this. I can use what I learned from this interview and continue on over here. And you start tweaking your resume and you just start doing these little incremental things that soon snowball into bigger things that help you help you maybe land that first internship at Research Park. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as you said, it's it's about going through the process. And even if you don't land the final offer, you can still walk away with a ton of experience that helps you for the next one. So I definitely agree with that, David. Um, on a final note, I want to talk a bit about just you, right? And, and uh, you know, I, I've been hearing stories about all the different things you're involved with. And of course, you, you won the most outstanding intern award at Research Park through just being such an active member of the community. Uh, now that the internship is over and we're back into the semester, um, what kinds of things are you involved with outside of the classroom? So outside of the classroom, um, I really enjoy biking and running in my spare time. So since Illinois is nice and flat, you can go a long ways away without hills. So I bike to some of the neighboring towns over there as well as run. Um, in addition to that, I serve as a CA for STAT 400, the Introduction to Statistics class. Uh, on campus. But besides that, that's basically all I'm involved with. Of course. And you say that in a, in a downplaying manner, but of course you have your classes going on as well. So I'm sure, you know, you're, you're quite busy and it's it's quite impressive to see how you're, you're managing your workload. So um, yeah, I would say that I would say that over the summer, it was probably extremely helpful to allow me to gain that sense of time management, being able to balance like working eight, eight hours a day to like cooking for myself to taking care of myself in the apartment and just things like that yeah of, of course of course and you know well it's it's often a learning experience for for students going through research park not only about their work projects but also just as you said how to live independently for many of them this is the first time that they live on their own in an apartment or a dorm uh, over the summer and away from you know their their hometown is there something that you think uh, benefited you from being around other Research Park students to kind of cultivate that atmosphere, like a home away from home kind of atmosphere? I think that being around um, Research Park students, it's just, it, it was very comforting for me because you're, you're surrounded by so many like-minded peers who all want to excel in their field as well, as well as deliver good work. So I think it was very comforting to share my ideas with so many like-minded people as well as just have like people to talk to on campus and things like that definitely yeah i'm sure you've made some great friendships through this experience so um well david those are all the questions i have thanks so much for your time and keep up the great work honestly it's it's a it's great to see all the achievements that you have uh through through your uh short time here at the university Next, I'm so excited to be speaking with Natalie Shong, who was a data science intern at Riverbed this summer. She's a PhD candidate in developmental psychology and plans to graduate next spring in May 2023. Natalie, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, nice to meet you and everyone. 
Yeah. So we were just talking for a few minutes before we hit record, and you mentioned that you are actually a PhD candidate in developmental psychology, uh, which is for folks listening and, and in, the, in the first intuition you might have, is, is a very different field from the world of data science and, and computer science at large. Uh, so, you know, first question for you is what drew you to to work in this space and, uh, you know, what's what kind of interest do you have when it comes to data science? Yes. So, yeah, my path is kind of not common in terms of data science work. Um, I started as a behavior researcher because I did my research on uh, kind of like developmental questions, psychological questions. But actually, there are some common parts. So we do deal with data analysis and we try to find behavior patterns. And that's one thing. And the other thing is that when doing a PhD program, it's a lot of exploration, identify problems. And um, actually, I think the, the process is similar in terms of project management, as well as exploring questions, um, finding solutions for that. So I don't find that. I don't find it that different in terms of working in the data science team and working in a research project team. But I think the indeed the technical skills differ. In research, we use observation a lot, but in my work, I basically just deal with technical data. So that's a different part. And when I started to look for jobs, um, I think that's that my motivation to work in data science field is actually because I have strength in quantitative skills. Uh, when I was doing research, basically. I mean, in psychology, there is qualitative method and quantitative method. I am actually in the quantitative side that I deal with a lot of data and I'm happy to work with data. So I think that's one motivation because I have strength in this aspect. I want to kind of explore my my strength in this part. In terms of my interest of data science part, I think I'm in general open to like data work and my strength is more in the product sense part. I think it's because I have a psychology background. I'm so used to think about motivation, human behavior, as well as the contextual influences. So when I was working with data, I, I put much attention in trying to find patterns and trying to um, see what it, can, what it can give me in terms of the product. So I think my strength working in data science industry is about the product science part and also my technique technical details from psychology bank background such as experimental design and quantitative skills that I used in doing research I think that's basically how I how I picture myself in data science industry yeah that's very cool I think the university is doing a great job of really highlighting the cross-pollination of computer science and all these different disciplines. And I think a good example of that is we have the CS plus X program for our undergraduates that lets them basically have a, a dual kind of degree, uh, let's say in computer science plus music or astronomy. So I think that's, that's a, a, you know, you're a perfect, perfect example of that kind of uh, cross discipline interest that many students have. Um, so yeah, you know, coming to research park and your experience this summer, um, you know, what are some of those maybe uh, memorable stories or I guess overall experience you have uh, just working in Research Park? And, uh, you know, I, I will cover 
exactly what you worked on with Riverbed a bit further in our conversation. But first, just want to understand overall, you know, how was your experience and, and uh, in general, what was your outlook going into the program, coming out of it at the end of the summer? Yeah, I really like Research Park in that sense, because for people like me who want to go to data science industry, but does not really have a data science, like typical background, Research, research Park helped a lot in that. First, they have the career fair and where I handed in my resume. That's how I get my job, actually. Um, I did try to apply uh, from like other sources, but actually I did not get that much chance. So Research Park really helped me getting, getting this like internship opportunity and get this industry experience with data science. That's one part of it. And then the best part of it, I think, during the summer is that Research Park offers a periodically workshop to help us adapt to industry. One of the workshops I find very helpful is that um, it talked about how you should create your professional webpage on LinkedIn and how you should use LinkedIn to like kind of like create your professional image and connect with people in the industry. So that is not what I have been doing for the past, but that has been definitely very helpful for me to adapt to industry. And then uh, also another interesting thing that Research Park has done, I think is very good. They offered us a free uh, headshot opportunity. I've never had a professional headshot for industry. All I had before is for academia, <laughs> but this is very useful. Like. At the first month, I got a free headshot from it, Research Park, and then I used that for my badge. So that's very helpful, too. Oh, that's awesome. Good to know. Uh, so for those who's, who are listening who may not know, what does Riverbed, the company, do? And, and after you answer that, you know, do you want to talk more about what projects you worked on specifically while you were interned with the company? Yeah, sure. So Riverbed Technology is actually an IT company. And uh, the main product of it is to trying to offer device and uh, technology that can help monitor network health. For example, if your Wi-Fi goes down, uh, Wi-Fi has some problem at home, or uh, let's say the host is not working in your office. So it basically does that kind of monitoring. And Riverbed Technology provides service for like big companies, like this big range of network. So several of its client, clients is like, for example, let me see, um, uh, the Amer American Airline and United Airline. So it's kind of a big companies have like a large request of monitoring how their network is working. So they have a lot of data because they have various monitoring devices. So for example, they can monitor um, the, the basic buys volumes or the jitter or the packet loss. So they have many different types of technical data they need to work with, but it has been sitting there for a while. So they have multiple um, products that can monitor different aspects of network and also the application level. So they want to bring this uh, data source together to merge them and try to find patterns there, try to use machine learning algorithm to for one aspect detect anomalies faster automatically and for the other aspect it's more like to generate predictions of how the network is performing and give alerts ahead of ahead of any problems that's happening so that to avoid loss of the company 
So my part of this work, so this project started, it just started a year ago. So there's a lot of work being done in terms of data exploration, feature extraction, and data engineering part two. So when I entered in that position, my major work is to first explore what data is available in one of their product, and then identify uh, the data features of that product. For example, like how many missing were from that data source, what distribution we should assume for that data, and what kind of algorithm we can use to do the anomaly detection. So my work is basically a very independent project, exploring data from a product, trying to see what algorithm we can apply on it, uh, whether it can uh, detect normally accurately, and then work with like engineering team and product uh, manager team to implement it in the product, in the like the final like data product. So that's a brief summary of my work. Yeah. So when you talk about these collaborations with different teams, uh, especially given your background, what do you think are some of the learnings that you had about working with people who have a different background than you and maybe more experienced than you, less experienced than you? Yeah, that's a great question. The biggest struggle I had when I just started to do this intern is to communicate with engineers, actually. So they use a lot of technical terms. And because they are network engineers, they are so used to that. But I'm not. I'm, a, I'm working basically with data, and I struggle to learn what this data stands for. And, um, you know, they, they always use words like, okay, this is a 400 arrow. That is a 200 arrow, so that's not matter. I was like, what are those? <laughs> so that's the biggest, biggest struggle I had. And I think that the, the key is to just ask, like, let them know that you do not know. <laughs> And um, and another thing is that that's, that's communication with engineers. Uh, the biggest, biggest, biggest struggle is technical terms. I'll just say, I don't know. And communicating with uh, product manager is easier, but also I need to take a different perspective. So doing research, we always like evaluating this thing, whether it's perfect. But in terms of product manager, what they care about is that what customer cares about, whether this thing makes sense, how should we communicate this to our customers? So actually I learned a lot from them, how, how to think about the implications of our algorithm and what we should focus on when we try to develop a better, better way to analyze the data. So I think I learned a lot from different people and to collaborate with them, the key thing is to ask because you are intern you can ask and they don't really judge you about whether you don't know about these things so that's it like being an intern is good that you can just ask yeah i agree 100 percent. i think you know people say interns are, are given the red carpet which is true but i also think that uh to kind of paraphrase what you said i i, I like to apply a motto in my own work which is to sound the alarm early and uh, basically, you know, that, that, that means if you notice something that you're not familiar with in your work or if, if there's a, an ask of you uh, that you're not comfortable with, then uh, as long as you are proactive about um, sounding that alarm early, then, you know, I think more, more often than not, people are willing to get you the resources you need or, or find that 
uh, way for you to have that workaround so you can meet that goal. So I, I agree 100% with what you, uh, what you described. Um, so, you know, thinking back now, it's been a few months since the internship ended and you're back in, back in your uh, kind of academic mode. If you could go back and repeat that uh, internship experience, is there something you would do differently or, or other things that you would take advantage of? Like, you know, those headshots you talked about? Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. Take a headshot before that <laughs> so you can use it for the badge. That's a good thing. Other thing, I think, um, I don't think I will do it differently um, because um, one good thing I did is that I communicated with my supervisor and we made a very clear plan of my intern. Like what should be the output and what are the deadlines for each month? And if you can, like, if I cannot get this delivered, I should let her know, like, two days in advance and let her know why so we had a very clear um timeline in terms of expectation and deliver delivering uh, insights so that part is good in terms of working um okay there's one thing i want to do it differently so before i really started the intern i didn't know that research park has a lot of resources and workshops it's after this third week of my internship that I noticed that there is this weekly launch workshop offered by Research Park and I started to participate this after first month. So it's kind of late. And the other things that I noticed Research Park has a data science user group, I think. And I joined that um, like after I left the internship. If I knew it earlier, I would do that earlier. But that's the two things I think I would do it differently. Interesting. So what is what is this launch workshop for those listening who are not familiar? Oh, yeah. So during the summer, actually, the uh, Research Park provide uh, like weekly workshop. And uh, it talks about different aspects of working in the industry. The like talking how to use LinkedIn is one of that. And there are other things like how do you uh, collaborate with your group members uh, how do you facilitate effective communications and how to manage your work uh, in terms of your time and stress. So they do offer this various support that I didn't know before. Interesting. So kind of on that note, I think many of the students who listen to this podcast or uh, are interested in working with Research Park are undergraduates. And in your case, it's a bit different. You you are pursuing your PhD. What benefits do you think working in Research Park has for graduate students specifically? Wow, it helped a lot for me. Um, as I said, I do not have a really typical data science background, but I want to enter this industry. And Research Park helped a lot in that. The first one is that it helped me to get an internship. And after this internship, I actually get a lot of, um, not a lot of, but more than before, uh, messages on LinkedIn from recruiters. They will say, are you interested in this job? I did not get this before. So with this internship in Research Park, I actually, it actually opened the gate for me to, to enter into the industry. And it helped me to build connections with people in this industry. That helped a lot. I mean, I think the first step is usually the most difficult one, and Research Park helped me to achieve that. 
Yeah, again, one more example of how uh, Research Park has a powerhouse of resources that can help its students uh, propel their careers, whether that's with Research Park after graduation or elsewhere. So yeah, l- last question for you, Natalie. Um, so given your background and given this this intersection of psychology and data science and data analysis that you have been pursuing for some time now, uh, once you graduate, what are your plans? How do you plan to use this degree and this knowledge? Do you, do you want to work in academia or transfer to the industry in, in the tech industry or some other industry? You know, what are your, what are your, uh, your goals there? Yeah, that's a great question. So the reason I took this internship is because I want to take a try and see if I want to like pursue my career in industry rather than academia. And I think I feel very satisfied with this intern because I found myself uh, very um, interested in working with data and I like to think about product and these things that have um, application uh, meanings. So I think right now uh, my plan is to look into opportunity, opportunities in the industry, especially for data science kind of job that emphasize uh, experiment design and product sense. Um, in terms of my future job search, I think one good thing about intern in Research Park is that actually they offer, not they offer, but you can communicate with them about return offer. So once you are doing great and um, like meet their expectations, you can start to communicate with your manager about, okay, do you offer a return? Can, can you offer a return offer? And I'm happy to work with you um, and consider working with you later. So it's good that um, my company and my manager is very satisfied with my work. So they are happy to offer me a return offer. So I am actually considering taking that because I already know them and I know I can collaborate well with them. So yeah, I am still considering that. And, uh, but that should be after my graduation. <laughs> That's the first priority. Yeah. Still have a few months to go before that happens. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, Natalie, that's all I have for you. And again, I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you. Do you have anything else you want to bring up before we wrap up? Not really. Thanks for inviting. I'm happy to share my experience with people who want to get into industry, although their background may not be in that area. Yeah, of course. Of course. For those listening who are interested in learning more about Riverbed or other companies within Research Park, you can always visit researchpark.illinois.edu or check out our other previous podcasts in this series uh, by going to the same website I mentioned just now. I, I hope this was a, an interesting episode for the listeners, and I hope that you took something away from our uh, you know, end-of-the-year intern recap. We'll be back next month with another exciting episode. So in the meantime, take care and we'll see you soon.